Hey, welcome to the Faith NFM podcast. We appreciate your time today, and we encourage you to head on over to faithnfm.com where you can find the notes for this presentation, as well as links to all that's happening around Faith Assembly. Our hope is that this message helps move you forward in your faith journey. Before I get started, I have to introduce you to some very important people. Very important people. This is my beautiful family. This is my daughter, Lennon. She's 13 months old. And let me tell you, if you have a stuffed animal or a puppy on you, make sure you hide it because she will try to steal it. And I'm not kidding. And then we have my beautiful forever bride, Lillian. And here's something about Lillian. What kind of posture would I be if I didn't use her in an illustration, right? Every posture does it. Lillian is one of the sweetest people you will ever meet. And I know because I like that about her, so I married her. And because she is a sweet person, she has a lot of friends, an outrageous amount of friends. Like, you ha- have you ever seen those pictures on Facebook or something that says, oh, I'll have five friends to hold my casket when I pass away? Lillian will have probably close to 100 um, because people are just naturally attracted to her. And because she has so many friends, she's oftentimes invited to a lot of events, more specifically, weddings. More specifically than that, she's put in weddings a lot. And because I'm her husband, by default, I'm going to be her plus one. So if you invite Lily, you get Chris. And if you love Lily, you get Chris. I'm, I'm, I'm like the tax to the cost. You get what I'm saying? So if you love Lily, you get me. And so what I, that's kind of what I want to talk to you about, more so about how faith in Jesus has a plus one. Faith requires work. So if you love Jesus, there's work to be done. But if there's one thing that I really want you to capture this morning, let it be this. Work or faith that works, works. And that's really the whole premise of what I'm going to be speaking on today. Uh, But Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 through 24 says this, Whatever you do, work heartedly as for the Lord and not for man, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. That tells me three things right away. Give it your all. When you're doing something for the Lord, put your entire heart, soul into it. Remember that when you are serving, when you do something, it's for the Lord, not for man, not for anything else. You are working towards the kingdom of God. And lastly, what you should be excited about is there is a reward. Now, a problem that we're running into that I kind of see happening many times in the church is that there's many people that claim to have this faith, but their actions don't really represent that. They don't really align with that. Because if we're all a little bit honest with ourselves, it's easier for me to say I have faith than it is for me to show that faith through my faith works. It's always going to be easier to say something than it is to actually do something. And the fact of the matter is that unfortunately, many people aren't willing to do the work that it requires to keep your faith alive. And yes, if you didn't know, works very much sustain our faith. It's kind of like the heart. It kind of keeps the faith pumping, keeps it going, keeps it growing, and helps it 
to gain traction in your life. A really good example of this, and I'm going to put myself out there a little bit, is fun within myself. And I know that there's a couple people who know this, so they'll get a little bit, a couple giggles out of it. But uh, for like the past five or so years, I've really been on a health and fitness journey. When I tell you I've been trying to get that summer bod for five years, Let's just say that he is faithful and I have not been because my eating habits definitely say otherwise. And if there was a record of my gym attendance, it'd be non-existent. And it is because I haven't been in like God knows how long. But that goes to show that doing something is more than just saying you're going to do something. Because if I really wanted to, and I really wanted to lose that weight, and I wanted to go to the gym and have that summer bod, then I would do it. Because wanting it is more than just saying you want it, it's doing it. See, there's a huge difference in that because here's the fact of the matter. Faith that works, works because faith moves us to action. Faith moves us to action. And because we have such faith in Jesus and in the kingdom of God, we as believers should not be able to help but want to work towards the kingdom of God. It should be our second nature. So when we approach our faith, be like, what can I do to exalt Jesus? What can I do to let the kingdom be glorified through my faith works? See, genuine faith in Jesus is always accompanied by obedient actions. Always, nine out of 10 times. And chances are, if you've had that encounter with Jesus, Jesus has put something on your heart. Maybe he's put a burden uh, to work uh, and do greeters or for youth ministry or for a uh, prayer team, whatever the case may be. But when we put our faith in the Lord, the Lord's like, okay, now that this goodness has happened to you and is working in you and is alive in you, we should want to spread that. We should want to share that. And then on the flip side of things, there's failing faith. There's faith that's filled with words, but no actions like I just spoke about with my weight loss journey that's still ongoing, pending to be determined. That's called failing faith because it's not being put to work. And why, 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 why is that? Because at some point in our lives, we've either used this phrase or it's been used against us, actions speak louder than words. And if you're on the end of someone told that to you, it's because you probably were saying a lot but not doing anything. And if you use it for someone, it's because you've been at the end of receiving words with no actions. And when you do that or when you've received that, you felt that emptiness. So just imagine how you're feeding your faith if you're having that faith but there's no actions. Is your faith going to be alive? Is your faith even sustained? I often find myself thinking about, what would you do if you weren't here? And I could honestly tell you that I do not know, and I don't want to know. Because I remember when I was in high school, I found myself at an altar, and I remember I was filled with faith. And then the Lord spoke to me, hey, this is what you're going to do. And I'm like, okay, so let's do the action steps. If I'm going to get to where the Lord wants me, then I have to do this, followed by this, then this, and that. And that is how I use my faith works. I listened to the Lord, I applied it to my life, and I ran with it. Some of you already know what the Lord has put in your heart. You just need to take it, 
do this, this, and that, and run with it. And I know that that might sound easier said than done. But there's no better thing that you can put your faith in than the name of Jesus. There is nothing that you could put your 100% trust in and know that you're in good hands than Jesus. Which is why when you have that faith in Jesus, our response should be to action. And it should be to work. When you think about that phrase, actions speak louder than words, why? Why do actions speak louder than words? Because our actions are a direct representation of what we feel, believe, and support. And on the other side of things, you're like, you could say, you know, well, I have faith and I have actions, but what are your actions? Let's take a moment to really analyze. Okay, I feel like I have the faith down, but these are my actions. And are your actions bearing fruit? Are your actions geared towards your faith in Jesus, or are they for personal gain? Or are they even for looks? Because I've even found myself in that trap where I'm like, well, I got to do this, and then I'll get the recognition I deserve. The Bible tells us you'll get all the recognition you deserve when you get that inheritance. So you don't need the approval of man, because if you're serving the Lord, you've already won it all. See, when we put our faith to work, it should never be a burden. It shouldn't feel like an obligation, and it shouldn't change. Because when your actions do speak louder than words, they usually do that towards something you do believe in, something you do care about and love. And if you have faith in Jesus, that means you love Jesus. And that means when you love someone, you want to do everything for that someone. You want to serve them. You want to do good and right by them. See, the the thing is for us as believers is we can't afford to be sidelined Christians who just sit on the side and say, hey, I have faith, but then do nothing with it. Because we know what's at stake. We know what the prize is, meaning people coming to know the Lord. We know that what we do and don't do both have equal effects, both great. You can't be a true follower of Jesus without moving into action. James chapter 2, verses 14 through 17 say this. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action, is dead. And that's a lot. And when you think about faith in action, well, I have faith and that's all I need. Yes, but works is what keeps your faith pumping and thriving. A really good example that I saw of this firsthand was right here when Hurricane Ian hit our community. And I know that we're all probably like, oh, Hurricane Ian, like, can we just leave that in the past? But when I tell you, like, I was moved emotionally. I was very heartbroken in a good way, not because of the devastation, but because I saw the church come together. I think back to Hurricane Ian, and I think how it's not a coincidence that our church was one of the first facilities in our area to get power, that we were able to have hot running water and bring in families that hadn't had showers in days, that we had baby supplies. Even my wife and I, we had a hard time because we were, you know, breastfeeding our child, and we had nowhere to put our supply. 
and it was all going to go bad. But our church had a running freezer. We had water. We had so much help. We had people come work here because they needed the Wi-Fi, the internet. We saw the church come together. And that is when faith is at work. And I can assure you that it was because of this. I saw people who firsthand dealt with catastrophe, lost homes, lost their cars, lost a lot of money and finances and all these things, come here to serve people who lost the same. And that is what faith is. Knowing that, hey, even though I lost everything, I'm going to come here and I'm going to serve other people because I realize that there's nothing I can do at the end of the day right now. But what I can do is show Jesus. I can reflect Jesus and I can serve my community. That is putting your faith into works because you know that even if I'm losing everything right now, I can still shed the hope and light that is found in Jesus. So at the end of the day, there were people who were blessed by what the church did for, her, for Hurricane Ian relief. But more so than that, Jesus was glorified through it all. And that is the whole premise of why our faith requires work. So I ask you, how are you, if you think to yourself, what are some things that you're doing to put your faith to work? There's this really good quote by this Christian author, Ibrahim Emil. It says, good works are not the cause of our salvation. Good works are the evidence of our salvation. Faith in Christ always results in good works. Obedience to God is the mark of true saving faith. It's important that our faith is followed by works because it shows the changing power of Jesus in our lives, in us, and through us. Because there's, it's not a secret that when the world sees a Christian, they notice that there's something different about them. What is it? I just don't know what it is. But through you, through your faith and your works, many people will come to know. And here's why. is because faith that works, works because it moves us to action and we're measured by it. Our actions show our faith. Our actions reveal our faith, even when we're not trying to do it on our own. James chapter 2, verses 18 through 19. But some will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. Our actions reveal to everyone, I'm a follower of Jesus, or at least they should. And if they don't, then that's maybe something that we should analyze, because then maybe the faith that you're having isn't aligning with the works that you're doing, and vice versa. I shouldn't have to tell you that I'm a follower of Jesus. My lifestyle should just tell you. And you're like, well, how? How? How, how is my lifestyle supposed to tell you that I'm a believer? Well, what are you doing? What are you investing your time in? And then I can tell you where your faith is. A lot of the times what, what can happen is we get in the habit of, of our own routine. And when I say own routine is meaning that we don't have time for anything else other than what we want. To the point where sometimes we don't even consider what God has for us and wants us to do out of our faith. 
See, the way we live and carry ourselves should always reflect and project Jesus to the world. Have you ever uh, come across someone who talks a big game? You can raise your hand for that. Yeah, a lot of us. I know a couple of golfers that uh, say they play golf very well, but I've seen them swing and, you know, I'm not so convinced. And he, hey, I'm not going to hate because I, I pretty much swing my entire body except for the, what is it called, the stick, the club? Yeah, I don't know about golf. It's okay. I'm learning though. Pray for me. Have patience for me. But hey, at least I'm honest about it. At least I'm honest about it. See, faith is just as much what we show as what we say. Our actions can very much reveal to others Jesus' love for them. See, the, a very real thing that you've probably heard many times said is that a lot of people may never come to church. And a lot of people may never crack their Bible open. And that's a very real statistic. But the way that I love them and the way that I can serve them can easily show Jesus to them. The way that you love them, the way that you serve them can easily show them, hey, there's something different about me. And that difference is Jesus. We have every opportunity to let Jesus be known, to let Jesus be reflected and projected wherever we are. See, faith proves devotion and work proves faith. So I ask you another question. Can your faith be identified through your works? With what you do, can I say they're a believer, they have a firm relationship, is it identifiable through your works? Because what we have to understand is that works without faith is just work. There's nothing more to it. It is literally just work. And faith without Jesus is dead. It's not alive. There's nothing to it. James chapter 2, verse 20 through 22 say this. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together. And I want to read that line one more time. You see that his faith and his actions were working together. And his faith was made complete by what he did. There's so much blessing to be found in your obedience, in your yes to God, in your faithfulness to God. Because, yes, he is faithful, faithful to us, but we have to be faithful in return. That scripture tells us that we're made right by God through our actions, through our works. Which is why faith that works, works, because faith in action make us right. God responds to our faith and to our action. If you want God to open doors, it's going to require your faith in your action. Not more faith in action, not just works, not just faith. Your faith and your action. A great example of this is Abraham. In James chapter 2, verses 23 through 24, it says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do and not by faith alone. And I don't want you to misunderstand that. You do need faith. That verse is saying that not faith alone. 
Faith is required. Faith isn't just something that you toss away. It's just saying that you need to follow your faith with the work. See, Abraham had faith, and he carried it to action. If you haven't read the story, haven't, are unfamiliar with the story, he was literally carrying his son, who most people think was a little child. I'm pretty sure he was like 20 to 21, uh, carried him up to kill him at this altar because it was, it, was, it was what God had ordered him to do. And of course, if you know the story, you know that God provided the sacrifice. But because of his obedience and his faith and his works, an entire nation was birthed. Another example of this is found in Rahab. James chapter 2 verse 26 says, In the same way was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and set them off in a different direction. As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. So Rahab doesn't come out of this polished background. She's a prostitute, rough around the edges, if you will. But the first thing to take away is that that didn't matter to God. What mattered to God is that she had faith and was willing to put that faith to work. And because she was willing to put that faith to work, she's now recognized as someone who was obedient and faithful to God, not by her past. I remember when I was... uh, Probably second year of being saved, and I have given my life to the Lord. I was about a junior in high school, um, and I had just gotten back from camp a couple months prior. And I was really struggling because I read my word, I was devoted, I was active in worship. I did all the Christian things, if you will. Um, And I remember I had a conversation with my then pastor, and I was like, "I, I don't know what's going on, but I feel like I'm missing something. I feel like I'm starving. Uh, starving my my spirit, if you will. And I remember she's like, well, you're about to graduate high school and, you know, you've kind of been around for a while. You know how things go. You read your Bible. You're in a good relationship, solid relationship with the Lord. What else could you do? And it's so crazy because I knew the answer when she asked me the question, but I couldn't find it on my own. It was so crazy. So if you need some direction, talk to someone. Because I promise you, it's probably right in your face. But what I was missing was works. I came to the church. My arms were up. Worship was awesome. I was at every altar, snot running down my nose. God was good. But I wasn't applying my faith when I was very much in a position where I could easily do that. And so then... I started getting involved, and so I, I became an usher for the middle school ministry because that's what I could do at the time with my age. Sooner or later, I started becoming a, a leader, and it was so crazy because, because of my background, being able to help the ministry of the middle schoolers was such a blessing to me, one that I didn't even know I needed because when I was a middle schooler, I needed someone who could help me walk with the Lord, who could point me in the right direction. And I was able to do that and be that to these students. And through that, my faith just grew and grew and grew to the point where the Lord was like, okay, well, then this is the next step. And this is the next step. And now I find myself here speaking to all of you. Faith and works go hand in hand. And you'll never know what the Lord can do with your works if you don't just do it. 
putting my faith to work solidified my relationship with the Lord. And the thing about it is it's, it's not taboo to say that some of you are probably struggling with this with your faith and works. Probably because some of you are put it, are, aren't putting your faith to work while others are struggling with their works because they have no faith. And some practical steps that you can do is join a Bible study, talk to someone if you're struggling with your faith, spend some more time in the Lord's presence. See what the Lord reveals to you. If that's what, if you're struggling with your faith, that is a very practical step that you can do. And if you're struggling with your works, talk to me. I have a long list of things that we can get you plugged into. And the, even, even beyond that, there's probably serving teams in this church that are waiting for you to come, change it, make it better than it ever was through your faith and your works and your obedience. So get plugged in, get connected. There's a lot of work to be done and there are things that God has in line and in store for you and only you. It's easy to just come to church on a Sunday or on a Wednesday and kind of take. But I think church that we're ready to be believers that give back to the kingdom of God because that's really what it is. When you give back to the kingdom of God, you're gonna get that in return tenfold. And here's something that I can assure you, a walk with the Lord is the best walk that you can ever take. There is no one better that you can put your trust in. See, faith that works, works because it moves us to action. We're measured by it and faith in action make us right. So this morning, I hope and I pray that you would search within yourself and talk to the Lord because the Lord will reveal to you whatever it is that you need. Would you join me in prayer this morning? Lord, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for who you are and for what you're doing in our lives. I pray just for an influx of faith in this room. I pray for a burden for more workers, Lord. I pray that our work wouldn't be misplaced or, or wouldn't be a burden to us, but that you would be exalted through everything that we do. I thank you for how you're, you're working in us and through us. I pray that when we do have that faith in that works, that you are revealed, that you are projected to those around us. It is in your great name that the church says, amen. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or would like to speak to someone concerning this message, we invite you to fill out our online communication card at faithnfm.com. And if you're able, we'd love to have you with us in person on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 1045 a.m. or on the best night of the week for Wednesday prayer at 7 p.m. We're at 7101 Bayshore Road in North Fort Myers, just two miles west of I-75 at exit 143. Thanks again for listening.